This is my tribe. 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 tribe. What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. What's up? <laughs> What's up? They told me I have to stand on because I like to walk. It's not square, and I keep trying to push this thing, and it keeps trying to fall off. How are you doing? I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a whole two weeks. A lot has happened in two weeks. Anyone want to guess anything that's happened in two weeks? Trunk or treat happened. That was Amazing. What else has happened in the last two weeks since we've been here? Halloween, Halloween happened. I did not celebrate that because I'm old and I was sleeping. Yes. The 20 year anniversary of the church happened. That was really exciting because none of you in this room, unless you're a volunteer, were even alive when this church started. So that's exciting. Anything else exciting happened? Anyone have a birthday while we're not here? Anyone get married? You got married, Kate? You had a birthday? You didn't have a birthday. Something else exciting happened. Alabama won a football game. So I know you all were real times. Hey, hey! All this hate talk. Hey, don't spread the hate. They're not going to lose to LSU, and if they lose to LSU, I don't know what I would do. I would probably cry. Actually, what you'll find about me is that um, I love football, but I don't love it that much. So I'm an Alabama fan, but I'm not going to go get like an Alabama A tattoo on my shoulder or anything like that. Like, I'm not that extreme. Um, roll Tide, I appreciate your ministry. You. I'm just pointing at everyone. Um, thank you, Kate. So, the last time we were together, we had some great looking people sitting on stage behind me. You were asking are answering your questions that you sent in. And one of the questions that kept coming up is the topic that we're going to talk about tonight. And I remember being in your shoes. Middle school and high school is tough. How many of you guys would agree with that statement? Middle school and high school is tough. So just to get it out of the way, I'm going to give you 15 seconds to find someone in the room and complain about something that you have to deal with as a middle schooler or a high schooler. You have 15 seconds. Ready? Go. If you're just talking to your friend because no one got up and moved around the room, which was the first instruction that I gave you, because we like to stay where we're comfortable. 
So let's try it again. I want you to meet someone that you don't know. And I want you to tell them your name, what grade you're in, and something that stresses you out about school. I'll give you 30 seconds this time. Ready, set, go.
Four. Chandler. Okay, we'll go somewhere else. Who did not meet Chandler? Alright, who'd you meet? Yeah, you. You met Chandler too? No. Oh. Hannah. What stresses Hannah out? Did y'all follow the instructions? Not getting, is that what you said? That's not what she said. Awesome. So, this is what we just learned in this five minute tangent that we just went on that was not in my notes. One, y'all are very bad at following instructions. <laughs> Two, raise your hand if you would say, test, stress you out. Awesome. Alright. So, if I know anything about being a middle schooler or a high schooler, because at one point I was a middle schooler or a high schooler, there's lots of things that come your way that can be stressful, and I think it all boils down to the word pressure. Everyone say pressure. pressure. There's pressure to do well in sports, there's pressure to do well in school, there's pressure to do well in your extracurricular activities. If you are... Yes? I'm going to hurt you. Um, it's church, and I can hurt people at church. Um, so there's pressure when you compare yourself on social media, whether you're getting the likes that you need or the likes that you want. And if I would say, if we're honest in this room, a lot of us, this pressure turns into something called stress or anxiety. I would say all of us are familiar with the words stress or anxiety. And see, the crazy thing is we often experience stress and anxiety, but we often don't notice it or we don't even know where it's coming from. A lot of times stress and anxiety become such a natural part of our lives that we don't know when it's there. And it can be seen when someone asks you how you're doing, you're like, I'm doing good, or I'm busy, or I'm tired, I say that a lot, and I'm not really tired, my brain's tired, my body may not be tired. And we do notice it, we wonder if it's normal. So some of you in this room might be stressed out or dealing with anxiety and you're trying to figure out if it's normal. You're trying to figure out if it's anxiety or if it's just a little bit of stress. You're trying to figure out if it's normal anxiety or if it's an overloading, well, overwhelming amount of anxiety. You're trying to figure out do you need to get help or you need to talk to someone or are you just doing and taking small things out of context? Or do you just need to get over it? So how many of you guys in this room drive? Anyone in the room drive? Awesome. How do you guys in this room know what a car is? Even better, a car. You said a what and raise your hand anyway? Okay. I don't know what he's talking about, but I raised my hand. <laughs> so, if you don't drive, in the car, you have to put gas in a car to make it go, right? On the dashboard of the car, there's a meter that shows you how much gas is in the car. Right? Everyone tracking with me? Right? So even if you don't drive, I think we all understand that. When the car is running low on gas, what happens? Before it dies, the gas light comes on. 
And if you have a fancy car, it might make a noise at you, like, ding! And what that ding means is, hey bro, you're running out of gas, you might need to go get some. I've only run out of gas while driving once, because I didn't listen to the lights. So what? I'm not going to tell you that story. We'll save it for another day. Because that's not the point. The point is what happened when I ran out of gas. I got stressed. And if we were to compare the gas tank light to our lives, what warning lights are going off in our lives right now that's telling us we need to slow down, we need to spend more time reading our Bibles, we need to spend more time praying. And unfortunately, our lives aren't as simple as reading a car fuel level. Every person is different, so it's not always easy to recognize the warning signs of anxiety. For some people, anxiety feels like a pressure that builds up in your chest. For other people, it's restless thoughts. It's the inability to fall asleep at night because you're staying up late thinking about what if this happens, or what if this happens, or what if that happens. For some people, you get knots in your stomach. It makes it hard to focus on anything else at all. And for other people, you're always on edge. Meaning that you have a tough time relaxing and you feel like you always have to be doing something or working towards something. You see, the thing about stress and anxiety is that there are some answers, but they can be different for nearly everybody. So that being said, we're going to dive into talking about stress and anxiety tonight because as your tribe, we love you and we don't want you to stay there. Thank you. I love you too. So to start, let's make sure we're on the same page with the word stress and anxiety. How many of you know that stress and anxiety have two different meanings? Alright, so let's have a little crowd participation. I need someone to define the word stress for me. Mm, who's been paying attention during vocabulary? Yes, sir. Pressure? You're reading it. What you got? What does it say? Michael, what does it say? You're... <laughs> So he showed me his phone and it had the definition. Tension. tension. Pressure or tension. So what's the definition of anxiety? Back here. Constantly worrying about different things no matter if they're important or not. Boom! She didn't even have to Siri that one, Michael. Constantly worrying about things whether they're important or not. So let's define it this way. Stress is specific. It's a reaction to an actual situation that's happening in your life. For example, you have an upcoming game, you have an upcoming test, you can be stressed about that. Usually stress is very short term, after something happens, then you cannot be stressed about it. For example, like an hour ago, my wife called me and told me that my son, who's a year and a half, locked her out of the house. You heard an insult? Yeah, I, I took your small recruiter from you. So Jared saved the day, and now she's not outside, and Simeon's no longer crying. But that was a very stressful phone call 
because I'm here, she's there, and Simeon's in the house, and he locked the door, and she can't get inside. But it was not, it didn't make us anxious, it stressed us out, because now she's in the house with Simeon, and the situation is over. So with stress, it usually goes away. With anxiety, it's not specific. It's more like reaction to the whole wide world. It's something you feel all the time or about all things. So it's a general feeling of unease or fear that you might feel, and it doesn't seem to go away even when the stressful circumstances go away. So contrary to what you might think, both stress and anxiety can be a good thing. So stress actually helps us accomplish things that we need to get done. So you might be stressed out about a test, and if you're a good student, the way that you deal with that stress is by studying. Good answer. And anxiety actually comes from the same fear part of our brain that stops us from walking in front of a bus. So both stress and anxiety can be good things. But anxiety becomes a problem when it sticks around for too long and is no longer helpful. So anxiety becomes a problem when it sticks around too long and it's no longer helpful. So the question is, what do we do about anxiety? I think we all can say that we probably have dealt with it, so what do we do about it? Do we talk to a friend? Do we go for a run? Do we talk to our school counselor? Do we lay off the energy drinks that you shouldn't be drinking anyway because they might one day make your heart explode? I don't know if that's true. That's what my grandma used to tell me. Um, do we practice breathing exercises? Do we meet with a therapist? Like I already said, there are many solutions to dealing with stress and anxiety. So for the next few minutes, we're gonna take a look at something that every person in this room can do today that will help them with their stress and their anxiety. Because you see, anxiety isn't a new problem. Anxiety is a human problem. Meaning, anxiety has been around since the very beginning of time. So even though anxiety might seem intensely personal to you, like you think that no one else in the world is dealing with what you're dealing with, which may, in some contexts, be true, I might not be anxious about what I'm going to wear to school, but I might be anxious about something else. It's not, you're not the only person that deals with anxiety. That's why I love the book of Psalms. There are different books throughout the Bible. Psalms is a book of poetry. Um, in some cases, when the people are writing in Psalms, it could also be viewed as a journal, if you keep a journal. So what we're going to look at today is Psalms 56. And this Psalms was written by David. Um, David was probably one of the most famous kings in Israel. And at the time that this psalm was written, David was just captured in Gath by the Philistines. So David didn't know how the situation was going to turn out. So let's read this together. It says, Be merciful to me, my God, 
For my enemies are in hot pursuit all day long. They press their attack. My adversities pursue me all day long. So you see, David's enemies are out to kill him. If we were in his shoes, we would also be afraid of what would happen. If I called you this morning and I was like, hey, Michael, I'm going to kill you. You might freak out a little bit. Maybe. Michael would laugh. Most of us would freak out a little bit. But I want you to notice something that David does in that passage that we just read. He names the thing that is stressing him out. One of the trickiest things about anxiety is that it makes you feel powerless. I don't know if any of you in the room has ever felt powerless in a situation, but anxiety sometimes tries to paralyze you and make you feel like you'll never get out of it. It puts a gentle fear in your heart, and sometimes you have a hard time beating it. But you see, David named the thing that was making him anxious. He said, my enemies are in hot pursuit of me. All day long, they press their attacks. All day long, they try to pursue me. So the first thing I want you to do when you feel anxious is to name it. So are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you anxious? Name it. But David doesn't stop there. The verse goes on and it says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust and I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So check out what David does here. David moves his focus from what's making him afraid to the God he trusts. His circumstances don't change. His circumstances don't change, but his focus does. His situation doesn't shift, but his perspective does. So he's no longer thinking about the guys that are trying to kill him. He's already named that, and now he's refocused on the goodness of the God that can save him. So think about it this way. School is a reality. Your parents arguing is a reality. Your friends being your friends one day and then the next day not being your friends is a reality. We can name those things. But if we shift our focus to the God that can control all of it, things will change. So when you take a test, when you're done taking a test, you get a grade, right? Hopefully, you're all getting good grades and not bad grades. But when you're done taking a test, the stress of taking the test goes away. But the thing is, with life, if you don't deal with your anxiety the right way, if you don't name it and then shift your focus, the anxiety won't go away. So this is what I want you to think about. Think of it this way. When you're stressed out or anxious, it can be helpful to name the what, the why, and the who. So let's imagine for a moment that your parents or your step-parents are fighting. So I don't care who you are in the room, when adults fight, it can get awkward, right? So let's say your parents are arguing and fighting. It can be stressful. Now imagine during that kind of stretch, you pray to God, God, my parents argue all the time. So if we look at this sheet of paper, the top says what? It literally says what? What? That says what? 
So, remember we're doing what, why, and who. So we're praying to God. God, my parents argue all the time. So we're acknowledging what is causing our stress. So in this instance, our parents arguing is causing stress. We go on and say, I'm afraid they're going to split up. I hate walking on eggshells around them. The mood in our house is always tense because they're fighting. They are so caught up in their drama that they don't even care about my life. So the what of what we were praying was our parents are fighting. Why are we praying it? Why is it stressing us out? It's stressing us out because we feel like they don't see us. We feel like we have to walk on eggshells around them. But if we do what David did and we shift our focus to the who. So remember we're what, why, and if we shift our focus to who, we can pray something like this. God, I know even if my home feels out of control, you are in control. Even if my parents seem not to care, you care. Even if things change at home, you never change. So that's who God is. That's what David did in that passage. David was scared and running for his life and changed his perspective by stating the what, the why, and the who. So the band can go ahead and make their way back up as we finish out. So the what, the why, and the who. In anxious, in anxious situations, this can help you. Will it fix everything? Probably not. It's probably not gonna fix every single thing inside your life that's happening, but it can help you see clearly because you can refocus on what God is doing inside your life. You see, there are tools to take on anxiety. David knew what we know, that life can be overwhelming. Like we started with, you guys have a lot of stressful things happening in life from tests to friends to the pressure of social media to living this picture-perfect life. David knew that life could be overwhelming, that we can be paralyzed by negative thoughts, stressed out about things that we can't control and fearful over things that ultimately don't make a difference. When it comes to stress and anxiety, there's not a one-size-fits-all cure. There are lots of good and acceptable tactics to help us cope, and that's okay. I encourage you this week when you get stressed or anxious about something to remember the what, the why, and the who. And you know, What's not okay is living with anxiety that holds you back from what you really want to do day-to-day, -day, your day-to-day -day life to look like, all while you keep it to yourself. So if your stress or your anxiety has begun to take over, we want you to know that here at Cornerstone, here at Tribe Night, that we are for you. This is one of the safest places that you can talk about your stress or your anxiety. All of the leaders in this room would love to talk to you about what is going on in your life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm making this commitment to you that we will never tell you, oh, you just need to have a little more faith and you'll get over anxiety. Or, oh, that thing that you're dealing with is not really that big of a deal. 
are all you ultimately have nothing to stress out for. So as we get ready to go back into worship, I want you guys to bow your heads and close your eyes. No matter where you are tonight, no matter what you're feeling, whether you're stuck in anxiety, stuck in stress, or not in the middle of any of it right now, I want you to be aware that even if you're not dealing with stress and anxiety right now, there might come a time where you will deal with it. And I want you to remember that when those times come, that like David, we need to remember the what, the who, and the why. We need to remember that there are always tools to use for anxiety. That there's always a way forward. And there is a God that is abundantly crazy about you. He's so crazy about you that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for your sins. I also want you to remember that when life gets hard, you're surrounded by people in this room that care about you. There's leaders in this room that come and sacrifice their time every single week for tribe night. Some of them sacrifice their times before tribe night for tribe groups and throughout the week for tribe groups and they're praying for you every single week. They're praying that when you walk into this room that you'll encounter God in a way that will ultimately change your life. They're for you. I'm for you. Every single week, I pray for every single student that attended the tribe night the week before. I know the weight of the world that you appear or that you think that you're carrying on your shoulders. It's not easy being a middle schooler or a high schooler. I get it. I was there. But when life comes at you and you're stressed and you're anxious, I want you to first run to God and then run to one of the leaders in this room so that we can talk about it. So God, as we get ready to go back into worship, I pray that you help us to refocus. I pray that if anyone in this room is carrying stress or anxiety, that during this next worship set, that you'll just give them a supernatural peace and lift that weight off of their shoulders. I pray that if anyone in this room needs to talk, that you would just give them boldness and courage to reach out to one of our leaders before they leave here tonight to just lift them in the eyes and say hey I'm stressed out I'm anxious I can't sleep I don't know what to do can you pray with me can you help me or can you just listen to me as I tell you what's happening in my life and God I don't want a prayer to go by where I don't thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins for our sins Thank you for that precious gift. We pray all of these things in your son's name.